You can't go out playing golf having fun. Fun, senor, you have obviously never played wing foot. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. You've got to be kidding me, Vegas. I'm on night. There's my picks for this week. Now, if you want next week's picks, I can give you those by Friday. Hello, everyone, and welcome to week three of the Wingfoot Locks. We are off to a great start on our Instagram page, 2-0. and Greg Hoyle thinks it is a Halloween trick with what Chris Portente has posted no birds. on our Instagram page. So you're going to have to go check that out for Chris's Wingfoot Lock of the Week. But last week was a, a, a pretty good week all around. Uh, I think I was per, oh, I missed the prop bet. I missed my uh, player prop. Otherwise, it would have been a perfect week. Damn you, Jonathan Taylor. But <laughs> otherwise, it was a very good week. Uh, and so we're going to ride that momentum into week two, uh, into week three, I should say here, back-to-back weeks. So Greg, I'm going to let you start us off this week. And we're going to start with a team total for, or two, excuse me, a game total. Threw me for a loop on this one here. Last week, you amended your strategy and went with just a team total, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That hit thanks to a couple of Matt Ryan pick sixes there. I was starting to get a, a little bit nervous about that when it was 28-25. I was it, like, what's it, it going hung, on here? It hung on 28 forever. Yep. And then uh, Matt Ryan did his best to help us out there. So this week, we're looking at Green Bay and San Francisco. What do you like in this one? Uh, we like the over uh, at 50. So on Fortunately, right now in real time as we're doing this, as I'm giving it out, it's 50 and a half for what I'm seeing on here. So I'm I'm grabbing it at 50. Um, I'll I'll buy the half point. But uh, where Green Bay susceptible, uh, San Francisco is good, right? I don't care who is running the ball, and it's very unclear. I think. Right, wait, wait, wait. So let's just explain what you mean there. So when you say where Green Bay is susceptible, you mean on defense. Yes. They're and, poor at stopping the run. Yep. So what I was uh, mentioning is that Elijah Mitchell is still questionable, debatable if he'll play Trey Sermon, even though they've been, you know, punishing him, he miraculously seems healthy again. So I don't know who's actually going to have the rock for San Francisco, uh, but it doesn't seem to matter, right? Who the hell knew about Elijah Mitchell before week one? Uh, Philadelphia is traditionally a little bit better against the run, so they didn't make that much of an impact, and that doesn't surprise me. They do pretty well against the run, but uh, Green Bay's been trying to stop the run. I think so far this year, they've been outrushed both of the first games um, so far this year, even though Aaron Jones scored like four or five uh, touchdowns this past week. He did a a lot of damage through the air. Um, And then where Green Bay, you know, they're pretty balanced team, but San Francisco's got a lot of secondary injuries as well. So even though like I think they've had one game that's been a high total and one game that's a little bit lower total. Um, I think Aaron, Aaron Rodgers will be able to take advantage of where San Francisco is hurting uh, from their injuries in the secondary a lot better than the Eagles were able to do that. So I think it's going to be pretty back and forth. The, 
you know, the implied final score of this is like 27, 24. Uh, and that's, that's really where my head was kind of at. Like, I mean, I don't think anyone would be surprised to see a 28, 24, 30, 27 type of score here. It's going to be Sunday night football. I think both teams, San Francisco wants to show that they're real. They haven't really beaten anyone at this point. I mean, the the win on the road against Philly is a, a nice win, but nobody knows how good or not good they are at this point. Uh, and Green Bay is still trying to uh, beat somebody who's not the Detroit Lions. Um, <laughs> so they weren't super impressive when the Lions start scoring on you like that. The Niners certainly can. What do you mean? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The Lions scored 33 points, I believe, on the San Francisco 49ers and scored only 17 on the Green Bay Packers. Yes, the first, they were all in, in the, the first, first half. half. Right. Yeah. yeah. So maybe their defense figured some things out there in the second half. Or it started raining and they got up by three scores and Detroit kind of started to quit. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Quit, hmm? man. That's such a that's such a harsh word quit. in the NFL. Yeah. What are they going to do? They, I mean, they, Aaron Rodgers was a ridiculously efficient. I think what he compl- the I don't think he had an incomplete pass on second or third down in the game. It was something ridiculous like well, that. That's fan- that's fantastic for the over here. There right? you go. So, yeah. So let's talk and, about that for a second. You mentioned the injuries. Jason Verrett, the top corner uh, on IR for San Francisco this season. Uh, Emmanuel mostly was limited in practice. Uh, he's questionable for the game. And then Josh Norman was a, uh, was on the injury report this week, but he practiced uh, all week. So he should still be good to go for this one here. Interesting though, how you look at this, the 49ers, man, it seems like nobody can stay healthy for them, uh, especially a running back. And when you talk about it, it doesn't matter who runs, who, you know, runs the ball for them. Who knew who Raheem Mostert was two years ago. Uh, yep. It's amazing how they just find the next guy to step up and, you know, keep filling those gaps there. But um, I agree with you. My only concern is that if San Francisco runs the ball and takes the air out of it like this, if it, and if it is close, things get a little tight um, down the stretch there. Um, but I think they're going to have their hands full with Devontae Adams. Um, and I think Robert Tunyon gets on the board. That'll be my player prop for this. I'm going to have him scoring a touchdown in this game. There you go. Uh, I know you said you're backing off the player prop this week, but I will give you Robert Tunyon to score a touchdown against the San Francisco 49ers here. I like that. All right. So let's move on to the next game here. The New England Patriots are hosting the New Orleans Saints here. Uh, Patriots obviously coming off that blowout win against the Jets. New Orleans lost to Carolina last week. Uh, You think Bill Belichick and company continue to roll in this one? You lay the three. Why? Yeah, right right the ship last week with a nice, you know, you can only play who's on your schedule, right? Nice, (laughs) nice win against a terrible team. I think the rookies looked pretty good, uh, pretty efficient passing the ball. Um, I I think it's going to be, what was it, two years ago that the Patriots defense kind of, they rode that defense all throughout the year. And I think at an unsustainable amount, they were like scoring defensive touchdowns right. in, a, in a ridiculous margin, but they got all those guys back. They, they, they had a lot of COVID opt-outs and they've looked really good on defense. They've held the teams. Now, granted they're crappy teams, but they play the jets and, you know, my the dolphins, we, the crappy we, teams. I'm going to, we'll come back to that we, later. We, well, we were, we, we were talking before, right? <laughs> we, 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 you know, we, we, I define the, the dolphins as, you know, good looking defense with a questionable offense. Right. So it's uh, from that side of things, 
good looking defense, questionable offense is exactly how I would define the Saints right now. They beat the um, Packers week one, right? Had a nice showing that, you know, that looks pretty good week one, but like how big of a, of, of a win actually is that? I mean, it's a big win. They're still not playing in their own. Like, when are they going to get back to, um, I actually think it's next week against the Giants. Uh, whenever they play the Giants, I think is going to be their first home game. Well, so any update on like the didn't the Superdome have a fire? Like, is that is everything okay? I don't, I don't, I don't really know. But that like, I just saw an update that there was some sort of issue with the stadium. I don't know that it was serious, but at the same point, like you know, fire on the Superdome ceiling doesn't sound like a small thing. Um, so they've just been moving around a lot. I don't like those spots when they're moving around a lot. And I still won't like Jameis Winston one good week, one bad week. And you're going up against Belichick. Right. Uh, I'll take the Pats laying the three, no hook or anything like that. I'm, I'm in good shape with it. And, and Matt Jones, honestly, I wasn't big on him coming out, but you can't not be, you know, at least slightly impressed or encouraged by his, you know, just poise. He's not turning the, the, the ball over last week or anything like that. And, and like, dude seems to know what he's doing. Um, so, you know, take care of the ball. It's a good trade for an NFL quarterback. Right. Take care of the ball. Don't turn it over. Pound it. It sounds like the, the anti James Winston, right? Like pound the ball on the, the ground and, you know, go in and keep the score low that the, the total got juiced down like major. So I'm not, I, I mean, it went from like 45 to 42. So right. if you liked it, you know, you, you better have been one of those early people getting it at 45. Right. Um, I'll tell you so, what. I still like it. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not, I don't I'm hate not it. on this game, but I, if I There's was, no value. yeah, if I was taking it though, I would go under, I look at this game, man. And yes, the uh, Patriots, I think they scored, what was it? 25, six, the final score last week yep. against the jets, but those 25 points, I mean, they were hard earned and it took four turnovers to get there. The jets defense kept them in that game. Uh, and let's not forget the week before it was, they lost 17, 16. They had two turnovers of their own, um, you know, including one that was in the red zone. Um, but those were fumbles that the, the Patriots had there. So uh, I agree with you. I think Belichick is going to game plan and he'll be able to, um, I mean, I think in this one, take away Alvin Kamara, right? That's the guy that you got to take away from the New Orleans Saints because in that win against Green Bay, they ran the ball, they ran the ball, they ran the ball. And then when they were up, all they had to do was keep running the ball. Sure, yeah. Winston had all those touchdowns, but I think he had like a hundred and something yards throwing he the just, ball. He was just un- uncharacteristically efficient. Yeah, which is <laughs> what he was in that insane. game. And then last week, even as they were behind, I mean, I still don't think he broke 200 and something yards. So I um, had something stupid like eight rushes for five yards. Right. Because they fell behind. Right. You know, that's what it was. They fell behind early in that one. And um, and look, I think that that defense in, in Carolina where we haven't seen them play a high powered offense, we don't think as of yet. So it's hard to tell, but they look good. That that defense, you know, you can't say they don't look good at this point. Matt Rule's defensive coach. They spent two years ago. They spent all their uh, picks on the defensive side of right. the ball. Like, yeah, you shouldn't have been shocked that eventually that Carolina defense was going to start playing better because that's what he's there for. Yeah. So uh, you look at this though. I, I agree that I think you're getting. Uh, you're you're getting. It's funny in this one. I I, I think the coaches. I, I still think. 
as good as Sean Payton is, Belichick is a better coach than Sean Payton. Way uh, better. And I quarterback, do like. I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sold on who the better quarterback is in this game. I'm not going to hands down give it to Mac Jones, uh, but I'm not going to give it to Jameis Winston either, just because he's been in the league. Which, um, which screen that like is that not an indictment that like yeah you can't say that Jameis is a better quarterback after his body of work. I mean, yeah. I, I think that just tells you he's clearly not. Well, I'm not either on either side in this one. If I was going to make a play, I would go with the under because I think both of these teams are going to struggle to score in this one because both teams uh, are good defenses, but you got the home field advantage there. All right, let's take the next one where I think we're going to open a can of worms here. Uh, I'll start with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, the undefeated Las Vegas Raiders. I'm still not quite sure how that is, uh, but this week they are home favorites laying three and a half as they host the Miami Dolphins, the terrible Miami Dolphins in the word of, <laughs> words of Greg Coyle. So, look, I said it was a square play last week when I was on the Bills against the Dolphins, and then, uh, you know, every sharp was against it and all the reasons and blah, blah, blah. And I've seen – I have seen sh- people who I considered sharp and people that I read and follow saying that, oh, it took a, a quarterback going down in the middle of the game is the reason that Miami lost that. The game wasn't was 14. Four, yeah, I was going to say it was 14 nothing, nothing at the happened. time, and Miami wasn't moving the ball at all. So if that's what you're banking on in that one, like, come on, give me a break. It was a bad spot for them, uh, the Dolphins. But I think that this week, um, I think the Raiders have all of the momentum going in their favor here. And I think that coming off this loss and having their first week with Jacoby Brissett uh, as a full-time quarterback, getting all the reps there in practice for them. I don't think it's a downgrade for the Miami Dolphins, but I think there's going to be some chemistry issues. For starters, you're going from a left-handed quarterback to a right-handed quarterback, and I think that's a huge thing when it comes to sliding protections, uh, you know, with some of the play calling. You're going to have rollouts and different things. Receivers' routes are going to be flipped or mirrored in some ways. So I think that's something that's going to take a little bit of time to getting used to, uh, to get used to. The one positive that I will put out there for Miami is I believe Will Fuller is supposed to uh, be back for this one, make his debut with the Miami Dolphins, and he can take the top off of defense. We know all about that. And I think that Jacoby Brissett is better equipped to take the top off the defense. All of that being said, I do not think the Dolphins are as good as their record indicated last year. I think they had a bit of a softer schedule. I think this week, this season, they're taking a step up in competition. And I think that they are going to take a serious step back. Yes, they have some names and they have some talent, but there is some fractures here on this team. Xavier and Howard, we heard about the contract negotiations in the offseason. They worked out something that he's playing, but I don't think that they're they're on the same page the way they were last year. And I think that guys like um, Flores, guys like Joe Judge, you need to get results. And if you don't get those results, right, your team might be in your corner, your team might be in your corner, but eventually, all right, coach, we've heard this before. We're not seeing, we're doing what you're saying. We want to back you, but we're not seeing the results and things start to fracture a little bit. So um, I I think that this is going to be a big game for them. But I think the Raiders are really just good. I think they are a good team. Um, and their offense can be extremely explosive. So we talked about Will Fuller. Henry Ruggs, man, can take the top off of the defense for the Raiders. I've seen him get behind defenses time and time again. Last week, they connected against Pittsburgh. Um, I think that he had some issues with drops early on in his career, you know, in his rookie season last year, but I think he's starting to work those out. Darren Waller, we know he is a beast. 
They have a good, I don't, I think Jacobs is probably out for this one, but I like Kenyon Drake as a backup over there. Um, so I think they have the tools and I think Derek Carr has a lot to prove. Um, throw in the fact that they've been waiting to get to Las Vegas. Those fans on that Monday night football game looked like they were out in full force, man. That looked like some place to be. I think they might actually have a little bit better of a home field advantage than we realize. I think this game will be lower scoring, similar to the way it played out in Pittsburgh, because I think that Pittsburgh has a good defense, but we managed to see that Oakland got over the hump and was able to eventually get some big plays. I see the game playing out the same way this week, so I'll lay the three and a half with the Raiders at home, uh, and I think they uh, I think they beat the Dolphins by at least a touchdown here. I, I um, I'm starting to, I like the point about lefty to righty because yeah. it's, it's, you would think that it's nothing, but right. Just, just like in baseball, lefty on lefty, righty on like, there's something to it, even though it's not really that much of a thing. Like you're talking about entirely different protection schemes and everything like that right so the second that you actually mentioned that i think it's something that is easy to just poo poo and then you're like hmm that well, think about it this way. might be a bit of a of a difficult because brissette's a good backup quarterback and he comes Agreed. into that game without anyone knowing what's going on and they can't do anything right right like, and think of think about this when you talk about those little dif- differences Bill Belichick was known for, uh, and Bill Parcells, I think too, this goes back to, were, were known for getting left-footed punters because the ball the spins a little, yeah, yeah it, it spins differently. <laughs> and it's literally, we're talking about a punter who kicks with the other foot because you're right. used to seeing it the other way. And the only one that sees the value in that is the best coaches ever. Right. right and so. let me throw in one thing that I forgot to mention when it comes to this, um, this Raiders team. First of all, dude, have you watched Max Crosby play? He's got a motor on his ass. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable how this guy works. And then Yannick Ngakwe, man, they added him. And I think that was a, a, a seriously underrated mm-hmm. signing. They have some serious pressure off the edges here. Cleveland Farrell, the guy they drafted, albeit too high, has played well for them too. This line is formidable. Um, so, I do still have some questions about the secondary, but I don't think that. But how do you disguise that? You disguise the shitty secondary with a good press into the pocket. Right, exactly. Right? And so I don't that, think that this is the team that's going to be able to take advantage of that. Certainly so, not. Um, all right. Without any objections, let's move on to the next game here. And I think this is this is a head-to-head one for us here. Because mm-hmm. last week the Miami You're Dolphins going down, played, soccer. <laughs> last week the Miami Dolphins played the Buffalo Bills and looked terrible. 35 to nothing, I think, was the final score in that one. Uh, and now the Bills go home to host the Washington football team who's coming off. Dude, that Thursday night game seems like ages ago at mm-hmm. this point. Uh, a miracle win against the New York Giants, who gave them ev- who gave that game away as many times as they could. Uh, seemingly there. So right now, Washington is a seven point underdog in this one uh, heading up to Buffalo. And Greg, you like the bills. You want me, I'll let you choose. You want to go first or you want me to go first? Fire away, buddy. All right. So here's the reason I like the football team this week. First of all, 
this defense, and maybe this hasn't played very well so far, at least not up to the billing that we expected them to. Um, Justin Herbert, I think was, I think they you had more time to game plan for them with the LA Chargers because that was the opening game of the season. So you were looking to that for your entire offseason. Like you're ready for that pass rush. Uh, the Giants, the run pass option, I think was they weren't ready for it. Uh, And I think the Giants did them a favor by running that run pass option and getting them prepared for the Bills, because we know what Josh Allen can do with his legs. Uh, And Daniel Jones was kind of a warm up for that. Throw in the fact that that you've got extra rest. This is 10 days for them. And the fact that Buffalo is coming off that trip to Miami, which is a division game that they needed to win and get up for. I think that this game is close. Now, I'm not saying that Washington is going to go in there and upset the Bills outright, but Taylor Heineken, we talked about this, has looked good in all of his starts. Even if he hasn't won those games, we saw him go toe-to-toe with Tom Brady. We saw him obviously pull this out. Even if they had lost to the Giants, still would have covered within seven points. I think this defense keeps it close enough. And Heineke and McLaurin and you know uh, Ryan. And the other thing is, I think that they have very good running backs that don't get mentioned enough. Gibson is is a very good running back. And McKissick is a nice receiving threat out of the backfield. I think when you put all that together, uh, I think you're buying Buffalo at the highest point. Full disclosure, I got this at seven and a half, so I love the hook. But I'll take I'll take the Washington football team plus a touchdown here. So everything that you're saying, that they're lucky to have won against the Giants at home on Thursday night football, which is like a, you know, it's like Buffalo light and i think that's even disrespectful to buffalo right <laughs> buffalo is a much 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 better version of the rpo uh than you know danny nickel and dimes so it's yeah maybe they saw Ooh, it i like that we should just start calling him danny nichols danny nichols because <laughs> he doesn't dimes. hasn't thrown any dimes no absolutely not uh it's trash um so but like Okay, it might have warmed them up to it. They let up 29 points to a poor version of that offense. Maybe they were surprised by it, but like at some point you've got to play the defense. And I like this defense at the beginning of the year, and I'm just defining Washington as exactly what Miami is, you know, pretty good D suspect though and i'm not you don't think you don't think the front seven on washington i mean come on they have four number one picks they have all pros on their team they got the rookie of the year like yeah the 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 eagles have drafted number one and two wide receivers the last three years they still don't have good wide receivers just because you're a number one pick doesn't mean you're doing what you need to be doing it's i thought washington was going to be a fantastic defense this year (laughs) they're not playing great yeah. Well, 29 points of the Giants. It's 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 terrible at home, right. which is not the, the the Washington football team's home field advantage does not exist. Like it is the worst stadium to go to, and the other teams fans go in there and dominate the entire time. But it's Buffalo at home. This isn't the first um the first game of the season, correct? Was was a home game. Buffalo's. Uh, they lost to Pittsburgh at home. Right. Um, so they got to go back and they got to do a better job at home. Um, you know, Pittsburgh didn't, didn't look very good. I think it's just a matter of this offense 
Buffalo's a top three, two, three team in the AFC. And Washington is not a good team at all that just barely came off a win. I get the extra rest, but you can't tell me there's not, you're trying to tell me there's not a downgrade from Ryan Fitzpatrick to Taylor Heineke or Tyler Heineke. I don't even know the dude's first name. It's one of those two. Uh, he's not as good as Ryan Fitzpatrick. Come on, give me a break. It, like did, did he's you good wa- enough. He's serviceable. If he can lose. keep it, if he can keep it within a touchdown uh, against the defending Super Bowl champs in a playoff game, right? Because they did that with Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Why am I to think that he can't do that with Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills? different season different game absolutely he just has more experience under his belt yeah i'm just i'm just saying here depending on what time you got it he didn't cover say that again depending on when you got it for the game that you're referencing right some people got it and they won and some people got it and they lost oh i see what you're saying they lost by eight points right so those that were fortunate and got it eight, eight and a half, like, so you're saying, you know, because he lost by a, a touchdown and a two point conversion against Tom Brady. Eh. Eh. All right. I'm not impressed. I, I, the kid's spunky. He's better than you would think. You know what I'm going to say? You know what I'm going to say about this though? I, th- I think based on this is, is we probably shouldn't be on the game either way, but I'm already on it. <laughs> oh, cor- 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 correct. Right. I mean, the, the fact that we both have an opinion on, on opposite sides means that, Hey, you liked it at seven and a half and I like it at seven. Right. If it was seven and a half, I, absolutely not. I'd rather take the friggin', uh the, the Cardinals. Absolutely not. I'd rather take the Cardinals, right? I know. Yeah, just buy buy that thing down to seven. All right. that, that is a good segue into the tease. Speaking of the that. Arizona Cardinals, there you go. The first half. Now, listen, you are you're yet to give a a, a, a winning tease on this. Hmm. Now, I, I have to say to the audience that I my tease this week is is half done already. So, uh, unfortunately, I can't give it to you. But I, I in in the event that it loses, I feel that in in. Full transparency, I should put it out there. I had the uh, the Panthers on Thursday night. The second half of my leg is the uh, is the Baltimore Ravens. I think I got them at a uh, minus a point in, and a half. In uh, full transparency, I got earlier in the week. Joe wants credit for it if it wins, so he can talk about. No, I don't care. I don't. I don't get any credit for it. I didn't give it to the people, right? I should have told them on Thursday if I want the credit why, for it. Why are we talking about it here? There we go. Well, because I'm not going to give, give one a this six week. point alternate line. Because I'm not. I'm not going like to give it to the Instagram page buying multiple, 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 multiple points on one pick. Well, listen, you you're talking about buy a half a point. You're talking about a half a point is a no way. And listen, I'm not hook. saying it's the hook. I'm I get I'm it. I'm not taking a minus three and a half ever. I, I get it. I get never, <laughs> never. Doesn't mean it's not gonna win. I'm just not taking it. Yeah, you're not taking I, a lot of I, value I, I didn't in that actually, pick. I didn't actually mean to reference our pick this week on yeah. the Instagram page, but it actually did. Yeah. I'm just not taking it. There you go. It's irresponsible. <laughs> Oh man, I feel like when it ends up being a, a cigar game, though, that's okay. Anyway, moving on <laughs> to this week's Arizona Cardinals going to Jacksonville. Man, by the way, you know, I wasn't the only Joseph who couldn't see the Vikings winning last week. 
I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> hey, I had the points. I didn't say they were going to win. Uh, no, but you said you could see them winning. I I could see them covering, but I have a difficult time seeing them winning. Uh, apparently, Greg Joseph, the kicker for the Minnesota Vikings, apparently that? felt the same way. Was that a 37 yarder? Uh, it was a 37 yard chip That's shot That's uh, that he missed. Uh, the other side of that, which I think is really cool, is there was a better who had off. Did you see this? He 15 went 15 of 16 with yep. going into the, the uh, Monday Lions night game. game. Yep. Did, All did money. Hear about, did we hear about how did he hedge? No, they wouldn't. So uh, initially it was used with promo funds. So I think it was, uh, it's not really fair to the company. I think it was MGM bets, um, but they, so you weren't eligible. They do a payout, right? Like you can take your winnings and let it go. And basically what they do is they do the hedging for you. Mm. Um, but the guy would have had to come up with like 250 K on a $25 parlay to hedge it properly. Cause he was in line to win uh 750 grand. I think it was. Yep. Um, so, but they ended up giving him the payout of the payout price. If you wanted to buy out. And I think he won 130,000 on it. And he did. And, and yeah, he took it and he took it and good thing he did. <laughs> yeah. Good um, for him. Yeah. And then the other side of that was there was somebody who went perfect on Sunday that won another hundred and something on a $25 parlay, uh, 14 for 14. I think it was so impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they can give that 130 K out cause they're just making just oh, I know. money hand over fist. Well, but both of those people can thank Greg Joseph for missing that kick is what I'm getting back to here. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. They, they, folks, they don't call him the best in the business. For nothing. <laughs> uh, so he gets a cut from all of them there. Anyway, this week, the Arizona Cardinals are uh, <laughs> headed on the road to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, who have looked pretty awful so far this season. Um, and they lost their last game to the Broncos, scored one offensive touchdown. I think they added a kick return, a kickoff for a touchdown there late uh, to make the score look a, a little bit more respectable. But, Greg, uh, this is your, the first half of your tease. Yep, seven-point tease, and we're going to make it a simple can- handicap here, Joe. Why not? Arizona, <laughs> Arizona to win the game at Jacksonville? Why not? You know, so so you think I'm Trevor Lawrence it. is going to go O for the season? Yeah, this no, but this ain't going to be the one. <laughs> Fair I, enough. I mean, I think I think uh, Kingsbury will start to unravel later in the year against good coaching, right? But this ain't it. This is you know he can, he can dominate uh, Urban in in this this match. Like this is where they actually have the coaching advantage. Yeah, well, when you've got Baby Yoda on your side uh, and rocking the touchdown celebrations, oh, you don't know about this? No, I'm not familiar. Oh my God! Uh, wow, I've been is... in, full disclosure. I've had baseball the last two Sundays, so I haven't been like peeled onto everything that's everything that's football. So okay, well, all, long, all long and short things. of it is, Kyler Murray was insulting somebody on his team. I can't remember which teammate it was, and the teammate went back at him and said, when are you going to ask Tyler, the, uh, Kyler the truth about that haircut there and how he looking looking like Baby Yoda or whatever? When are you going to ask Baby Yoda? So he scored a touchdown last week and did the Baby Yoda celebration there, like going all zen in the end zone. Um, yeah, 
And uh, so now he's he's embraced it. He's embraced the Mandalorian and the Baby Yoda. There you go. I still don't understand what a Baby Yoda uh, celebration would look like, but that that's I'll have to go back and take a look. And then you'll have to watch the Mandalorian. I've watched. That's that's good. That's good stuff. All right. So you know when Yoda when he when he gets in that eat the the little baby eggs and stuff like that. When when baby Yoda gets in his power pose and he goes into like meditative thing and that's basically what it is. He was sitting down meditating in the uh, in the end zone after scoring a touchdown. So it looks a lot like full full grown Yoda. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Only less fewer wrinkles. We're off the rails. I gave you a one second handicap and this is turned into a five minute thing. All right. Give the second half of the tease. You must <laughs> giants Falcons over 40 and a half. Why? Because they're going to score a lot more points than that. This is the, this is, this is the crack analysis that people come here for Greg. This mm-hmm. is the reasoning that they come here for. If we're going to do it like this, we should just give the picks, make it a two second podcast and then just turn off the turn, turn off the microphones. Yeah, don't worry. I'm finding pictures of my adorable son in a baby Yoda. There you go. Just warms my heart. Uh. Now that Falcons offense, not so bad. Giants just stink. Right. They're going to, but wait a minute. They're supposed to have a good defense, much like the Washington football team. That's what this was built on, right? They're going to, both teams are going to score. My my only concern, and this is why I want to tease it down and just not take it straight up, is I don't love Atlanta playing out of the dome. Right. Right. So I don't know the implied, what's the, the three, the the Giants minus three. Right, Giants minus three. So you got uh, like what, 25 22 is the implied team total. So if you want to go Giants team total over 25 instead of the T's, that's fine. But I'm, I'm going to rock the total points over 40 and a half. And that's going to be the second half of the T's. I think one thing to keep an eye on in this one for the Giants is uh, as far as the defensive side of the ball, they have not fared well against opposing tight ends. And Kyle Pitts uh, had a very good second game. We'll see if he can carry that over into this one here. Also of note is the Giants retiring the number of Eli Manning, uh, putting it in the ring of honor over there oh, at MetLife. So, and and one more note I'll say on this, since I do follow the Jets and Giants rather closely, if the Giants don't win this game, I have no idea when they're going to get a win. Mm. Uh, so I know they're three-point favorites at home, and I don't think that the Giants should be favorites against anybody right now. Um, but the fact is, I think they have the saints next, then they have like the Rams, they play the Panthers on the road. Uh, they've got the chiefs on their schedule coming up, the bucks, the Cowboys on the road. So this is like, a if you can't beat the Falcons at home on a day when you're retiring Eli's number and you have extra rest because you played the Thursday night game, um, then it's not going to be a very good season for you. And we already know things are getting fractured there because their new wide receiver, Kenny Galladay, is screaming at the Princeton clapper, Jason Garrett there. Uh, So I'm very familiar with our frustrations when it comes to Jason Garrett. But I don't see how you play in the division with the guy and then you hire him. Yeah. What evidence do you have? of? uh, I I just don't get it. Well, he also played for the... Giants and Cowboys during his career. So mm-hmm. must must be a great guy. 
Yeah. Um, listen, yeah, my real sweetheart of a guy. My comments on his coaching abilities have to speak nothing uh, about him, about his character. So, you know, <laughs> I could I could clap it up for him as a person the way he claps it up for his guys on the sidelines. But Kenny Galladay, not too happy. I could see that one getting uh, going uh, off the rails if the Giants don't win this one. Uh, all right. Well, so the- he, Kenny Galladay needs to just worry about being healthy and staying on the field. That's all he needs to worry about. Well, true, but they got to throw him the ball. They just paid him all that money. I don't know how they don't throw him the ball. All right. I got Amen. two more games for you. We'll run through these really quick. Uh, the Rams this week are one and a half point underdogs at home against Tom Brady and the Patriots. Uh, oops, excuse me. The Buccaneers. Uh, I am on the Rams in this one. First of all, I don't know if you saw it. Did you see the comments that came out from Tom Brady's trainer earlier this week? Oh, no. Uh, They they had nothing to do with the Rams. Let me just say that. The Mm. comments were about Bill Belichick and how he was unable to evolve with Tom Uh, Brady as a quarterback. Treated him like a little kid. Exactly. So if you uh, are unaware of the scheduling, the Rams come before the Patriots on a schedule. Mm. So I'm tending to think that maybe Tom Terrific's focus might be looking a little past the Rams here. Uh, Throw in the fact that we know Sean McVay is a really good coach, and I like everything I've seen from the Rams uh, so far this season. I think the fact that they have given Brady trouble in the past. So even in that Super Bowl that they lost, I think they only scored 17 points. The Patriots at the time did. Uh, and the last time these two teams played was week 10 or 11 of last season. And Brady, I think, had a completion percentage that was around or less than 50% and threw two picks. So the Rams defense knows how to give Tom Brady trouble. And they do it in the best way possible with pressure right up the middle with Aaron Donald. So I think Antonio Brown is on the COVID list. Check me on that one. Oh, yeah, Uh, he's out. Yeah, so he's out out for this one. Which is is just one less player that you have to worry about. Jalen Ramsey maybe can, you know, if he's going to go one-on-one with Mike Evans, um, now all of a sudden your, your weapons look a little bit more limited. And Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, uh, with Matthew Stafford at quarterback, man, I, I thought they were going to lose that game after the punt block in Indianapolis. Uh, thank God for the hook because that one ended up covering too. But that team is res- it, they're resilient and they are efficient. And unlike cover the years past where they had to cover for Jared Goff, they can just open this playbook up. And I think this offense is dangerous. Plus, I'm getting a point and a half uh, at home. I'm loving this uh, with the Rams this week. Pressure up the middle, I think, is going to be key, right? Yep. You, you you get into Brady's, you know, he's he's fantastic, right? But he's not so mobile. So you get up in his grill with Darnold there, and that's trouble for him. Here's what I'll say about the comments. Uh, so uh, Bill Belichick was such an oppressive leader. He could only retain Brady for 19 years and not 20. Right. So I'll say that I do think like companies as a whole do make a mistake of trying to treat everyone as equals fully knowing that like not everyone is equal, right? Tom is special. You should treat Tom special. Uh, And furthermore, he takes care of himself better than everyone else. So leave the fucking guy alone. Sorry, I I, I drop an F-bomb. 
Tom doesn't need any direction from anyone else. He can he can go do what he needs to do. Bill doesn't need to spend two seconds on him. Just you know, don't waste your breath, buddy. If I if I see Tom Brady in one more Subway commercial talking about how he doesn't eat bread, though, I'm like, I'm so over this. Hey, oh, over what? His Subway commercials here. Have you seen him? I don't know why we're talking about this. It's I because mean, you said he takes better care of himself than anybody else out he, there. He, and he's making fun of Subway and they're paying him for it. He's I, not eating that trash. Subway is trash. Well, they don't eat bread. He doesn't even eat bread at all. Exactly. He's, and he's making got, fun of their brand and they're paying him to do it. Well, I think they wrote it for him. So he's above. The advertisement, Joe. It's insane. It's fantastic. You should have some avocado. You and him should go out for some avocado ice cream together one day. I do, I wouldn't eat that. If I'm going to eat ice cream, I'm going to eat ice cream, <laughs> right? And we'll go have a nice run the next day. Or I'm not. I don't get paid for my physical prowess. <laughs> and, but, if, but, but if I did, I wouldn't be eating ice cream. I'll tell there you that you much. <laughs> And I, and By the I way, what are we only, drinking this week? And I, and I would only have this Poland uh, seltzer. Polar, polar. Uh, if you're gonna polar, if you're gonna do polar, an endorsement polar, deal, you gotta nail polar, it. Polar seltzer instead of my nice basil Hayden's, which I've been enjoying for uh, a couple hours. Yeah, well, I'm I'm very uh, envious every week. All right, let's get to the last game on the board. Uh, uh this week the Tennessee Titans, after that miracle win in Seattle, return home to take on the Colts, who are playing their first road game of the season, Tennessee five and a half point favorites in this one. Carson Wentz is expected to play despite the fact that he has no good ankles. Uh, So I don't, I don't know how he's going to play out there, but even if he does, so you're telling me I get Carson Wentz and then a worse version of Carson Wentz who can't score in the red zone. They only turn the ball over down there who run was running for his life against the Rams. And now you're telling me he can't run, albeit this is a good team to have that problem against because uh, Tennessee's defense, not exactly a juggernaut. Um, but I think this is the week their offense gets right. Um, Antonio, uh, excuse me. Um, oh, why am I blanking right now on the Brown? AJ Brown. Uh, <laughs> Antonio Brown was in my head. It might be Antonio James Brown. I don't know what the AJ stands for. You good might point. Be right spot on. Um, but anyway, he has not had a breakout game this season. And I think Julio Jones is still, was still getting settled in a little bit here. I think this is the week they go off against the Indianapolis secondary who honestly, I think I had rated a little higher. I think I had the defense rated a little higher coming into this season than maybe they should have been. Um, so I'm going to roll with the Titans in this one. And plus they finally got Derrick Henry, right? The end of that game, man, he looked like Derrick Henry. And they remembered, mm. oh, we play football by running to mm. open up the pass. Uh, and all of a sudden, look, it looked like just they they figured out how to do it again. And I get it, though, because you go and sign a stud wide receiver like Julio Jones in the offseason as a free agent. There's a lot of pressure to go out there and throw the ball. But what got you those looks, what gets you those open routes is starting with Derrick Henry running the ball. I think they figured that out in the second half of last week's game. And I think that the offense gets back on track this week. I expect a big week from Tennessee, honestly. And I think they'll cover the five and a half number. Cool. I, I, I won't object to any of that, especially not knowing who's going to be playing quarterback. 
Well, if it's not Carson Wentz, it's Jacob Eason. So I'll take I'll take my chances with either one of them. So can I can I uh, start to close us out by saying something that's going to bode well for for me and your household? Sure, always. Let's go Buffalo. <laughs> oh man, that'll bode well with half of my household. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the only we'll parts that matter, Joe. I really hope that Josh Allen doesn't come down with any, uh, you know, COVID nineteen symptoms. As you know, yeah, he, so he and Cole I. Beasley are unvaccinated up there in Buffalo, and so I know those, I. those restrictions go, are very don't, limiting. Don't there, dare. <laughs> don't you dare uh, well we'll see what happens man uh so to recap greg hoyle is on the buffalo bills laying a touchdown i'll roll with the washington football team uh taking that and and by the way you can look up greg and i's uh head-to-head record if you need to know <laughs> if you're on the fence and can't figure out where to lean on that one also this week, I like the Oakland, excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders laying three and a half at home against the Dolphins. I'll roll with the Rams as a home dog, getting one and a half against the Bucks. And I'm laying five and a half with the Tennessee Titans at home against the Indianapolis Colts. Greg likes the over in Green Bay, San Francisco. That's at 50 points. Uh, New England, he's laying three at home against the Saints and the two team tees of the week is the Arizona Cardinals minus half a point and over in Atlanta and the New York Giants at 40. One player prop we threw out there, Robert Tunyon getting a touchdown for Green Bay. I think that sums it up. That is a very full anti-post right here. The main event will be when kickoff actually happens here. What do you... What do you think, Joe? Uh, a, a little wager here. If uh, if our head-to-head battle goes m- my way, you owe me an Aaron dinner uh, before the Eagles-Cowboys uh, game. And if it goes your way, I guess we got to buy you dinner. I'm, 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 I'm dragging her in here. Wait, I was about to say, so I got to buy dinner for two people? <laughs> You got to listen. I have very, I have very nice taste. Uh, we can work this out offline. We'll be at the Borgata uh, on Monday night. If you want to come by and say hi, all our listeners there, if you might be in AC this weekend, we will be watching the uh, Cowboys and Eagles. Um, but we can definitely talk about that. We'll have some stakes for the game. There we go. Double entendre Love there. Love it. All right, Gregory. Uh, any last words? No, sir. Go birds for Greg Hoyle. Check out the Instagram page for his favorite Instagram, uh, excuse me, Wingfoot lock ever, which was posted by Chris Portente off to a two and O start three and O this weekend. And uh, Hey, enjoy the games. Remember everyone. It's not whether you win or lose. It's whether or not you cover the spread. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Wingfoot locks. Talk to you next week.